Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Welcome to Audacity Works. I am your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode number 27, in which I'm going to talk about more rejection. Talked about rejection a lot, and particularly our reframing of rejection instead of something to avoid as something to seek out. And uh, a past alumni of the Audacity Project, Marta Brown, who uh, lives and works in Vegas, had come up with this amazing idea of having a rejection punch card, which I've been shouting the benefits of far and wide to anyone who will listen. And uh, the idea is you get a a punch or a check mark for every rejection you get. And when you get to 10, you give yourself something that you wouldn't normally give yourself. And this can be like a massage or a nice dinner out or a bottle of champagne or a, a weekend alone, which is my current favorite. But as you get more and more accustomed to getting rejection, rejection, rejected, I'm leaving all this in, I don't care. Uh, you Because it is such a normal part of being a working artist, not to mention a person. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing. It is just the thing that it's going, it is going to happen to you. It is going to happen to you. It should happen to you. Um, who wants to live their entire human life without experiencing someone telling them no? Like, that's just weird. So not only normalizing rejection, but making it you know, something that's welcome. Because if you're not getting rejected, you're not trying hard enough. But all of that, I wanted to say sort of as a precursor, because I've already said that before. So I want to like dig a little deeper this time. Um, So what do you do if you get rejection? And by the way, if you have an unpleasant emotional reaction to getting rejected, that doesn't mean you have a moral failing, just like feel your feelings. It's fine. But I personally really love the concept of after getting told no, ask why. Ask why. And I'll tell y'all a little story about how this saved me from months of, uh, you know, tearing my hair out and wondering, what was it? What did I do? So uh, let's circle way back. I think this is like 2014. And... Uh, I had an application on the Cirque du Soleil database and they saw my application and they invited me to an audition in Las Vegas. I went with my friend Eve Diamond, who is the shit. What's up, Eve? And I had an act that I was super proud of. It was a really dynamic, um, fast spinning uh, act on hoop to Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower. Thank you, Jimmy. And that's what I was going to audition with. So we went to Las Vegas. Um, Me and Eve shared a room. And the way this audition was set up, it was in the Zumanity Theater. I don't remember what the name of the theater was. Anyway, it was a gorgeous stage, of course. And everybody did their acts. They wanted to see acts first. And then the next day, if you got a call back, they would bring you in to like check your conditioning and all of that. So everyone performed their acts and like everyone was good. Some of them were great. And a few of them were like great and artistically incredible. Like not that many of them, but some of them. This is probably the strongest 
physically I've ever been uh, in terms of aerial hoop choreography and aerial conditioning. And I felt amazing about my piece. I was very proud of it. Uh, I rocked it. And I had a great time sitting in the audience and cheering everyone else on because auditions are the most fun ever. Once you get there, the preparation is already done. Like It's now your job to have a good time. And then at the end, uh, they set us all down and they're like, so if we call your number, you know, we want, we want to see you tomorrow for callbacks. And if we don't call your number and you'd like some feedback, um, come and ask us, which I thought was really kind and just like amazing. And they called a bunch of numbers and they didn't call my number. And I wasn't, I wasn't like heartbroken. I was shocked because I did awesome. (laughs) I did. I objectively know that I did. Um, so I was more surprised than anything. And like everyone was in a flurry packing up their stuff. And some people, you know, left in tears, which is perfectly understandable. And by the time I got, um, I got my things together, I looked up to, to see like the woman, the head woman who was speaking and she wasn't there anymore. And I hadn't yet gotten to ask her for feedback the way that she had invited us to. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I am not leaving until I know. So I got up, walked backstage um, of this major theater uh, and went looking for her down the hallways. And I found her in a rehearsal room with a room full of acrobats. Uh, And she was already like leading another rehearsal and she was standing there watching, but she had left the door open. So I was like, all right, we have a choice to make here. I could leave this woman to like do her job and, you know, leave her alone because the time window is closed or I'll interrupt her. So I chose to interrupt her, of course. And she was very gracious about it. And she like went aside and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that, uh, that you had wanted feedback and, and I just moved on to the next thing. Like, it's okay, but I really, I would, I would really like to know. And she was very kind. And she said, so your work is extremely dynamic and creative and you're very highly skilled. Um, we really enjoyed your piece, but you're you're just not the body type that we cast to this discipline. You're just not going, it really comes down to costuming, like you're not going to fit the costuming. And all of this was sinking in. And you know that look a dog gets when it gets confused and it just like tilts its head to the side. I'm pretty sure I was doing that. And she went on to explain, we do cast, you know, body types for other disciplines that aren't tiny little things. I'm like, oh, you're telling me that my body's too big for, for you, for my discipline. And it doesn't matter that I'm skilled enough because you don't like my body. Huh? And I wasn't angry at the time. Um, I was mostly confused because frankly I was banging and I knew that, but that wasn't her, um, you know, that wasn't for me to question her on at the time I was just glad to have an answer and I thanked her for the answer and I left and I was kind of stunned and the words of my first coach came back to me on the way home my first coach was Carrie Krasinski who now runs sweet retreats down in Mexico and she told me a story uh, once she's like I've had lots of auditions and in most of the auditions I was one of the top two performers and did like the best work, but I would never get cast because they didn't like my body type. And I was very young when she was telling me this story and and very much green in the industry. I think I was still like 25, 26. 
and she was she was trying to explain to me how she had so many times um, performed in the top percentile in auditions and watched other people get the job over her who hadn't done half as well because their body type fit what the company was looking for. And I I heard the story and I thanked her for it, but it, I didn't get it. I didn't get it until that moment. The truth of the matter was that all of my work, all of my skill, all of my strength and uh, ability to make the things that I had made were worth less in the eyes of the company than the price of a new costume. That is when I got it. And let me tell you, I am so grateful that I went looking for her in the back of that theater and interrupted her from leading a rehearsal to ask her what it was. Because if I hadn't asked her, if I hadn't gotten the answer, um, what was it that you didn't like about me, then I would have left that theater thinking I wasn't good enough. I wasn't skilled enough. Um, My artistry wasn't apparent enough. I hadn't worked hard enough in this or that it would have just been like a a path to madness trying to find the answer in my own head which I would never be able to find because I'm not the one that made the decision but because I asked her and sought her out and got my answer I knew it didn't have anything to do with my skill level it was over something completely asinine which was the shape of my body and that meant that I could stop thinking about it because that was stupid. And then I would not have to pursue working for this company again. So she made it clear. She said the word ever. It was like dot, 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 ever. Like for your discipline, we're never going to cast you dot, 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 ever for these reasons, for that reason. And she wasn't being personally unkind to me. Um, but she was letting me in on, like, these are the standards by which the company casts according to discipline. And it's never going to be you. And that so clearly does not align with my own uh, value system and my own standards. So I don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> I don't have to pursue it anymore. I can let it go. So it was a kindness, even if the reasons were asinine. I've written about this at length. Uh, It's a blog post. It's the only blog post of mine that's ever gone semi-viral. I think it got like uh, 150 views in, or sorry, 150,000 views. Um, Could have been 250. Clearly, I kept a tight count on it. Uh, within a few days, and it was being shared over and over and over again on social media. And my uh, my subscriber count um, multiplied by 10 within a week. And that's its whole other ball of wax, which we can talk about at a later date if anyone is interested. But like what to do once suddenly there's a whole bunch of eyes on you, and you're not used to having a bunch of eyes on you. Uh, But the name of that blog post is My Big Butt and Why I Don't Work for Cirque du Soleil. And I will put it in the show notes in case you want to read it. And the moral of that story was really uh, 
to encourage people to define success on their own terms and not to define success by any one particular company or person uh, validating you by saying yes to you. So what is success on your terms? I just think it's so dangerous when people make it their mission to work for one particular company. And I'm not just talking about Cirque du Soleil. I'm talking about any company. Like they, they, all they want is to work for this one company. So, so dangerous. And uh, uh, frankly, I find it misguided because there are so many other companies that could be a better fit for you. Um, but if you set your crosshairs on this one company, you've taken all of the power of like being validated in your field and put it into the hands of like two people or one person. And that one person has their own agenda and it has nothing to do with validating your life. So just, I find that to be really dangerous and I don't encourage anyone to do that. But it was a vastly disillusioning experience for me. And like I said, I'm just, I was so grateful that I got that feedback for her from her so that I didn't have to ask the question of myself over and over again. Was it me lacking this? Was it me lacking this? Was I not good enough at this? No, I knew exactly what it was. And then I could take that judgment and measure it against my own value system and make another judgment, my own judgment. You're like, hmm, I think that's dumb. I think I'll go do something else. And I think that's an important distinction to make. Like I'm not asking or I'm not encouraging you to ask why after you get a rejection so that you can take that judgment on as gospel. I'm encouraging you to ask why after you get a rejection so that you can take that answer and make your own judgment. Because as always, like someone's judgment about us or our work uh, ultimately says a lot more about that person than it does about us or our work. And I mean that about good feedback and bad feedback. Like none of it belongs in your bone marrow, you know? Only you get to decide what makes it into like your foundational belief system. Because let's, uh, <laughs> let's take another example from the day following the story that I just told you. Uh, so this is before the audition process for the big three, you know, um, Seven Fingers, Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil were all kind of a conglomerate, um, but it was about to begin. So the reps from Cirque du Soleil came to, I'm so sorry if I'm not saying that properly, but that's all I know. Uh, they came to the Cirque du Soleil audition and they gathered um, a group of us together and I was one of them. They're like, we liked your work. We'd like to see you at our audition tomorrow. And I'm like, sweet. And they're like, but, you know, you have to do a different act. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, so I did have a fabric act in my pocket. It wasn't nearly as developed as my hoop act, but I took it and I went to the Circle Was audition and I did that audition and they didn't take me. And since I had gotten the idea in my head from the day before, I was like, I'm going to ask why. So I did. And the woman was like clearly distracted and she wanted to get back into the room uh, and she didn't want to be talking to me. And that was pretty clear. Um, <laughs> she said something about, uh, you need to work on your transitions. And it was a kind of a throwaway response. And, um, when she left and I was standing there and I was considering what she had said, I'm like, is that true? No, to me, like that, 
was a throwaway answer and not really a thoughtful answer. And it doesn't line up with what I know to be true about the the strengths of my work. I think she just wanted to get rid of me. And that was the, the judgment call that I made on that. So I didn't, um, I didn't put that into my bone marrow because it didn't warrant a place there. So anytime someone uh, answers your, your call or your invitation or your audition or your application with a no at all, when at all possible, I encourage you to ask why and to further uh, expound on that thesis. I'm going to drop another link in the show notes that is to a TED talk by Jia Zhang and Jia Zhang. I hope I, I looked up how to say his name properly because I didn't want to squish it. Jia Zhang. I'm doing the best I can um, from reading a screen. Uh, but he gives this talk on how he went out to seek 100 rejections. And a reader on my newsletter sent me this TED talk because I was talking about rejections again. And uh, Mira, thank you, Mira. Thank you so much for that link. I have watched it um, twice and I don't usually watch uh, links, but this one like really got me. So I appreciate you sending it to me. And I'm going to share it with everyone listening in case you're curious. And he talks about how he he went out purposefully to get rejected a hundred times. And he was making wild claims like trying to borrow a hundred dollars from a stranger or asking to get a burger refill at a restaurant. Things that, you know, he knew would get him a rejection. And he found that uh, when he started asking why not, like, can I ask you why not? Then it was... Uh, he got a lot more rewarding interactions from the people that he was asking instead of just being like a, ew, no, you're weird. Um, they felt that they had a chance to explain their side and their experience of the interaction. And then he got to to hear that and to respond to that. And it was just like a lot more rewarding for him. But like, I'm just now diving into his work and sort of learning more about what he does. And it's pretty rad. So uh, I'm also going to put a link to his website in the show notes in case you want to check him out. He's not on Instagram, which is like, okay, but why? But okay. Uh, So you can't look at his profile, but you can look at his website and there's tons of stuff up there. So to summarize this entire podcast, when you do get rejected, if at all possible, ask why, why not? And then when you get that answer, make your own judgment on it. Whether the answer is good or bad or whatever, like, are you going to take it on? What is your judgment of the response? And uh, your autonomy is king here. So let's remember that. Looking at the time, um, I'm right up almost at 20 minutes. So I'm going to say thank you all so much for being here with me today, for listening to me yammer on as I talk with my hands excitedly in my own office to a microphone. Uh, Thank you so much for being here, and especially thank you to my incredible patrons who fund this work and, uh, you know, make sure that I'm not, you know, eating out of a dumpster. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, I am extremely grateful to them. So thank you so, so much for, for being here and for being in my life. If you have any requests for future episodes, please don't hesitate to drop me a line on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative or on Patreon at Rachel Strickland Creative. Now go out there and get rejected and uh, don't go back to sleep. <laughs>